Welcome into the breeze with DP and Haas on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weekends. I am Harrison Arns here with Haas today. A little bit of a smaller show. Um, hopefully, if there's time for it, we can get a special guest on here later in the show as well. We do have the Lincoln Half and Full Marathon going on today. So, again, if you guys want to chime in, uh, go ahead and tell us even a marathon story if you got one. But I'd imagine we're going to be talking uh, probably some wrestling here as well as some NBA playoffs going in. So, feel free to join the conversation. Sarger Heyman text line 402 464 5685. You can also watch the stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And Allo channel 951 but again definitely feel free to chime in uh you guys have been great so far this morning and you can catch all the podcast at ticketfm.com but nonetheless we got Haas here with us Haas how's it going man I'd imagine you're doing well watching another Lakers dub last night but uh how's it going good man how are you can you hear me I'm sorry I missed you there I think we lost connection go ahead and say that again I was just saying I'm good man how are you yeah, I'm good. There we go. We got the audio all set up now. But yeah, no, uh, I'm great. The, the NBA right now, it, the playoffs have been anything but disappointing this year. I mean, the Lakers, I've never been a huge Lake Show guy, but it's hard to deny when you're watching Steph and LeBron go back at it once again, like we used to see in finals year after year after year. And it still kind of feels like LeBron has that edge over Curry despite that series. Uh, I don't know what, uh, where do you want to start? If you want to start there, just kind of, what do you see in, in this Los Angeles Lakers team that at one point in time seemed like a lost cause in the middle of the season? Unless you were tuning in to the breeze. Cause since February, we've been saying that they're the favorites in the West with the Suns. So mm -hmm. we've been saying that a lot. It's no surprise. Yeah, you've, been, you've been more honest for them. You've been, I, I, I won't, uh, I don't think I can carry the same flag until they made those trades to get Rui, uh, get Russell Westbrook out of there. I, and that again, just shout out to Rob Palenka. But before then, I didn't see any way out of it. So, but go ahead. I, I, that's one part where I give Palenka credit on how he fixed that roster. And I didn't speak up until after the trade deadline. Once I saw that there was three and D guides added to the team. So Vanderbilt has been a shutdown defender. He really did well against John Morant. Schroeder has a different role now. Schroeder gets to to be a six-man and, and, and come in and, and be a defensive stud while pushing the pace on offense and making wide-open threes. And and so the roles are more defined for the Lakers. So the, the thing that people don't see, when AD is in the game, you can't make a layup. You can't make a basket. You can't make a bucket in the paint. His rebounds, he might not have a 20-rebound game uh, like Looney or other people, but his rebounds are stopping possessions so hard that it just demoralizes the other team. Now, I know there's jokes out there and there are critics out there. Instead of AD, instead of calling him all day, maybe it should be EOD every other day. Like, I, There's so many jokes and and – from a health perspective, he does get hurt a lot, but knock on wood, he's playing. I don't know the yeah. mindset. I don't know if he got some Mamba mentality in him or if he, he met some of LeBron's doctors, but he's playing. <laughs> and when he's playing, the Lakers are very strong. So with all that said, we could slow down a second. Mm -hmm. uh, after game one, I, I, I had a bunch of texts. Oh, man, Lakers are going to win a championship. This, hold on. Hold on. Lakers could be up 3-0 against Golden State. And the way they shoot the ball, Golden State will still be in it. They could be down 25 in the fourth quarter. 
down 3 nothing in the series, and I'd still not count out the champs. So got to be careful. The, the thing that last night Van Gundy was saying in the NBA playoffs, it's about who can win two games in a row. Who can win yeah. two games in a row? And, and so with that, it's expected for Golden State to win game four. It's expected for them to do that. Now people will say it's expected for Anthony Davis to not play, not play well. It's expected for Curry to have 40. Um, there's so many things to think of from a game planning perspective. What's interesting to me is before the series started, I, I talked about Lonnie Walker and said, he's someone that should play this series. We need someone athletic. Sorry, I'm biased. I'm a Laker fan. That's me <laughs> with my Magic Johnson autographed jersey. And um, I'm biased, but when I say we, um, we need athleticism that could shoot but defend. And Troy Brown Jr. isn't as quick as Lonnie Walker. And so finally, Darvin Ham saw that and in game three. He didn't put Troy Brown Jr. in in his regular minutes. He didn't, he didn't play him until late in the game. Well, Golden State was going on a run. Golden State was up 11. And yeah. people will not talk about the Lakers' defense. But as a coach, the only way to go on a 10-0 run, a 15-0 run, or a 20-0 run is to get stops. And the Lakers got stops. That was the difference in the game. They played really good defense. And they didn't have to use Vanderbilt to get stops. They brought Lonnie Walker in to get stops. He only made one three in the second quarter. But still, it helped open up other people. And that's where you got Russell making shots. That's where you got LeBron doing things. Because they didn't have to crowd the paint like the old Lakers. <laughs> the old Lakers, you crowd the paint and you just beg them to shoot threes. But this team, Reeves can shoot, Russell could shoot, Beasley's not playing, but he could shoot. Um, not sure I want LeBron shooting threes, not sure I want AD shooting threes, but they're okay. Mm -hmm. um, forgetting someone of oh, Schroeder, Schroeder could shoot threes. So there are a lot of people on the Lakers could shoot threes now, and that composition, it, it just makes them a formidable team. Now, if we're going to talk about threes, you have to talk about the Splash Brothers. The yeah. <laughs> How much fun is it to watch Golden State play basketball for you, Harrison? It's, uh, it's insane. It's kind of like what you said. Anytime you watch them, they're down 20 points, and, I mean, you're not going anywhere near that remote because you just know. You damn well know that they can flip that in a second. Um, but like you said, it it's incredible to watch, but I was – I was having a lot of fun, you know, actually watching the Lakers last night and in particular AD, like what you said about him, just an absolute stopper on the other end of the court. And one thing that has always been a huge problem with me and watching his game is his hands. They're just never active enough for how long he is. Last night, he put that on display. He was in everybody's pocket, every passing lane. He was, he himself was stopping possessions, not only with rebounds, but he was getting steals, deflections, just pushing it the other way. And it was setting up just everything beautifully. And, you know, if you want to stop, you know, the Splash Brothers, when they get hot, they're going to get hot. And I don't care how good you are on defense, but if you can just rip the ball away, get into the passing lanes, because there's one thing that the Warriors have never been able to fix under Steve Kerr. It's turnovers. And Steph Curry, as great as a player as he is, if I'm a, if I'm a Warriors fan, I'd want to rip my hair out sometimes. There's so many possessions where they're just sloppy and they don't they don't value the possession like they should. And you look at this Warriors team, it's not that same elite defense they had, you know, when they're every year it was them versus the Cavs. That defense was elite. That was a top four defense 
They're not that same defense. Their offense, yeah, they're still the Splash Brothers, but they've taken a step down. You know, the guys are older. You're still got to worry about Clay and Steph, but they don't have that nearly as deep roster as we've seen in the past. You think guys like Jordan Poole are going to be able to kind of flip that switch for you, but I mean, we've we I'm sure you, if you've tuned into the station, all it got talked about in ad nauseum. Just you know, he has that moment not in the last game, but two games ago in that series. And he <laughs> takes a 30 foot jumper, one dribble, man, one dribble gets you to 24. Um, but he's been trying to be that guy and it has been working for him. You combine that with poor defense, you throw in a bunch of sloppy, unnecessary turnovers and you're playing a team in the Lakers. Who's got you on size. You can't be turning the ball over like that and putting a team that has a white, a huge size advantage over you on a fast break. And it's just like you said, it's going to set everything up. Now you got to worry about D'Lo, who's been up and down, you know, just through his entire career in terms of the shooting. But what we saw last night, what we've been seeing from him in these late game shots is he's been knocking them down. And now you really got to put an emphasis on him. You got other shooters, just like you said. I mean, and you got another, if you're a Laker, you got another game back at home. You want to win two in a row. I mean, there's your chance to kind of, Try to tie things up. You know, you still can't sleep on him. But if you got another game at home, I mean, you buried them last night. AD's playing phenomenal. D'Angelo Russell's playing phenomenal. <laughs> People talked about LeBron, you know, wondering when he's going to shoot. It's his first field goal, and we're, you know, 13 minutes into the game. I think it was like second quarter, eight minutes left to play in the second quarter, and he took his first field goal attempt. Yep. And that's just how good everyone was playing, though. You looked at LeBron. It's not like he wasn't touching the ball. He was just going into the paint having three people collapse on him and they're just kicking it out. So what I'm seeing from the Lakers is everything's clicking at the right time. What I'm seeing from the Warriors is just the same mistakes that if they continue, I I don't know how they can flip the series other than your Steph and Clay, everyone's going to go off kind of night. But the defense and turnovers, man, those are things you can fix. And that's what they got to do unless they just want to rely on 40-point games from the Splash Brothers. So a couple of things. First, pool. Um, he can make that shot, but as a coach, when you're defending Steph Curry, your objective is to have him not shoot. And mm-hmm. what they were doing with Clay, Clay had a quiet 30 in one game and 30 in game two, I think. Um, very quiet. <laughs> I don't know how you have 30 <laughs> points and it's quiet, but the Lakers really tried to keep Clay from getting open. Um, and he would just get a couple threes on the fast break, and that's how he got all his points. But um, there's nothing Austin Reeves could have done, I don't think, better than what he did when guarding Clay. So then it's either Curry needs 50 or mm-hmm. the others need to beat you. So if Curry has 30 and Clay has 30, then okay, both greens can shoot shots. Go ahead and shoot it if I'm a coach. Go ahead and shoot. Go ahead, Wiggins. Your, your number one thing, you're not as good of a shooter as Steph Curry. So go ahead and shoot. You're going to make 45, 50% of your shots because you're wide open. Fine. Fine. But you're going to miss some some really important ones. So as a, as a coach, I don't want Curry beating me. And so Lakers are spending a lot of their energy doing that, and, and they're doing a really good job with it. It's about adaptation, though. And so game two, Warriors came back. They made changes. And they they trounced the Lakers. So Steve Kerr is the best coach in the NBA. He's going to come back and have his chess moves ready. What is it going to be? It's probably a different starting lineup, number one. That'll be number one. 
Yeah. Number number two, is he going to let Austin Reeves score now? Because he's taken Austin Reeves away the whole series. Austin Reeves had a couple twenty point games last series. This series, Austin Reeves is is a G League player on offense. So. Yeah, he's been struggling. Last night he only had ten points um, and some turnovers to go with it. He, he, like you said, they've been really locking up on him. And and so that maybe that was their game plan. Let's just make sure Reeves doesn't do much. And and so it's hard when Reeves was the primary ball handler for most of the the Memphis series. I'm I'm just confused why he's been taken out of the game on offense, meaning meaning like he's not involved on offense. And so then if that's the case, then credit has to go to the defense. Credit has to go to the game plan. It's not just he just forgot how to play basketball in two days. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's the schemes and, and and the and the and the structure where we want AD to beat us from twenty five feet out, and we don't want Reeves to get the ball. and And so Clay Thompson should get a lot of credit for his defense because he's been doing a really good job on Reeves. Um, yeah, he doesn't get a ton of credit for being. He is a good, solid three and D player. He, he gets the Splash Brother label a lot, but when he wants to, he's. <laughs> He's an ideal three and D guy. He he can lock up some defenders if need be. He was the best shooting guard defender before his injuries. So mm-hmm. it's just taken that much time. It's taken three years, taken four years to to really get his legs back. And he's still not even peak Clay Thompson. So for him to be able to to defend like that now, obviously when you get older, your body ages and and you just have to play smarter. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think Clay Thompson is done at, at being elite defend, defender with what I've seen. Yeah, and uh, you know, kind of what we've been harping on. I think I think that's just what it's going to take for this Warriors team is they're going to have to hit that extra level defensively. Um, what the Lakers, you know, showed me last night is that's what it's going to take if you want to be a star-studded roster. You're going to have to figure it out on defense, and you know, we'll we'll see what Ham can draw up. You know, you're you're right. I I don't know if I'd call him. Are you calling Steve Kerr the greatest coach in the NBA right now? Tell me who's better. There's only, you know, the only guys you can really throw in there would be Are the Eric ones Spurs. that got fired. No, yeah, <laughs> one I'll throw in there. Um, you Pop. probably still need Steve Kerr's way, but with Eric Spolster, I mean, hey, he's in the playoffs right now. He took off the one seed, um, and there is something about that Heat culture. I don't think it's too crazy of a hot take. I think Steve Kerr, it's it's you know him. And then I'd probably put Eric Spolster at number two in the league currently. But again, it's it's going to be a coaching battle. And how are the Warriors going to adjust? You know, how's Ham going to do it? You know, he's still got. He's definitely. You, if you're looking at this, you're going to give the coaching edge to the Warriors. But what the Lakers have been showing is they've been changing it up. They put in a new lineup. You know, they're figuring out how to the the way they got these new guys to plug in and play so quick. It's either a testament to LeBron or a testament to Darvin Ham or both. Like right. it, those guys plugged in immediately, and we'll see. It's kind of the reality check when some of these Lakers move away from LeBron. We'll see how good they are when they're not playing alongside him. But if you can spot up and shoot and get wide open in the corner and just move around LeBron, I mean you're gonna find shots. And that's just another thing. If watching the game last night, I feel like the Warriors were trying really, really hard to take that away. You know, if we can just. On, on a fast break, it's going to happen. You're going to have LeBron running you know, downhill. He's going to hit his signature spin. Good luck. You're probably not going to take those away. But in those half-court sets, I saw a concentrated effort to stop that initial drive down the middle of the lane, and they just they were struggling with it. They didn't have a lot of answers. I mean, they put three people draped on LeBron, and he would just hit those perfect bounce passes all the way out to find his open man, D'Angelo Russell. 
I mean, you know, Haas, with your coaching background, you're looking at a guy like LeBron. Are you stopping LeBron offensively, or are you choosing to stop LeBron's playmaking? Because you look in the Denver Nuggets series, that's how they're handling it. They're like, we can't, we can, you know, let Jokic eat. But what we can do is take away his playmaking. Let's play really hard on the passing lanes. And if Jokic wants to drop 30, that's fine. But let's not let these other guys get going. So you look at a guy like LeBron. He, To me, he's very similar in Jokic the way that he can affect the game with a multitude of you know weapons. He's got a ton of things he can do. How do you stop a guy like that? Are you taking away his offense or are you taking away his playmaking? Here's the difference for the Lakers. Schroeder, Reeves. Russell, all are playmakers. And they had lineups with with at least those two of those three in with LeBron. Three mm-hmm. playmakers on the floor with shooters, with AD. Oh, okay. So you want to pack the paint? We'll shoot. We'll let someone else we'll let LeBron have a hockey assist. Well well in the Memphis series, LeBron didn't touch the ball game one uh for like nine straight minutes. Yeah, you brought in Rui to to just dominate in the in in the mid range game, and then Reeves just took over. I think he had twenty three points that game, and he did the pick and roll with with uh, AD the whole game. So mm-hmm. the reason why you can't just you have to pick your poison, and I understand you'd rather have the ball in the others' hands, but those others one on none, they can beat you one on one. They can beat you. It's the NBA. Everyone can beat you one-on-one. And so if you're a playmaker, especially you could beat everyone one-on-one. And so Schroeder's fast. Russell, he's a secret, quiet playmaker that people don't realize. He's a really good passer. Mm-hmm. He had he's, some moves last night, too. If you weren't sure about him being his own playmaker, oh, my God, he had some crafty moves there. He had one where he he got Clay Thompson on a, on a behind-the-back crossover. <laughs> caught him chasing him the other way does a turnaround fade has him flying by and just cashes it that was a that was d'angelo russell just taking him to school that was the d'angelo russell i fell in love with when he was an like first time laker you know when he got drafted by the lakers and he first hit the ice in the veins like i got a little bit of that last night watching d'angelo russell really just be back into what he was when we first saw him you know just that pure confidence and like you said i mean an elite playmaker at times Rob Palinka, I think, didn't even get top 10 for GM of the year. And this might be to make this haul in a season to the Lakers were terrible on defense before before the trade line. They were terrible on defense. Bottom quarter of the league. And they were terrible at shooting. And both those things, they've significantly improved. It's you're like, well, they're not that good as Golden State at shooting. Golden State can only shoot. So (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say they're the greatest shooting team of all time. I just said they they went from like number 32 to 18. Mm -hmm. That's significantly better during a season. And so with that, that just means LeBron doesn't have to do as much. In, in, In 2017, 2018, those years that LeBron had to do it all by himself with J.R. Smith, that took a lot out of him. Mm-hmm. You could go as a coach and game plan against LeBron for that. You could double yeah. team him and then take away the two best shooters and that's it. Can't do that to the Lakers right now. And then right now you're also seeing, let me just give the ball to AD and let him eat. Let let him get hungry. Let him get excited so he go play more defense and get more rebounds. I don't know why you need motivation, but when AD scores, he's he's that much better on defense too. 
Yeah, and uh, we saw that last night in a nice little series. He goes in for the fast break as the roll man, gets the bucket, and then on the other side comes all the way down for the chase block. I mean, AD, you know, he maybe is a little inspired by the points, but nonetheless, um, he's having a great series so far. And, you know, we might dive into this more at the other side or maybe dive into some of the other series. But, again, it's it looks like the best series so far in the playoffs. What we've been seeing. We'll see with the Suns and Nuggets series. That one, at the same time, is a lot of interesting storylines. But... You know, between the Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Lakers, it's, it's, you know, I maybe could have picked out three of those teams. I, the Lakers, you know, hat off to Rob Polinka for figuring this out because I know I was definitely doubting before all these trades happened. And even then, you know, I wanted to see what it looked like in the play-in. How do they, how did this newly formed team handle the pressure? Well, they took care of it. And then they run into the next series. They take care of the, they take care of the Memphis Grizzlies to the point that Dylan Brooks is under no circumstances allowed to come back to the roster. So they, they took his key card. <laughs> <laughs> the code doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Dude, why? Why even say? Why even tell LeBron? That always just with Dylan Brooks is like you cannot be trying to tell that guy. You know, beat him in the basketball IQ game. <laughs> Telling him like, oh, we got you figured out. No one ever has had him figured out. He. He is so good that he doesn't necessarily have to. I hate to use the word try because I don't think he's out there just, you know, not caring. He's he's just waiting for his moment. He sees other guys going off. He doesn't need to dive in and take over when other guys are playing hot. But, you know, you second quarter, he's like, okay, let me start kind of imposing my will here. And it's, you know, it's, it's instant. It, it's just an incredible player. So I'd hate to hear Dylan Brooks. Definitely don't be hyping up the scouting report on him. <laughs> Did Dylan Brooks not watch the the Jordan Rules 10, 10 docu series, whatever it was on ESPN? Like, did he miss that? The like, bad boys when they got the Jordan Rules with the Pistons, the, the, like the, the the last dance. He, okay, did he yeah, miss yeah. the last dance? Like, he had to have. It was uh, it was uh, you know that maybe we'll talk about that because the Grizzlies. I mean, they went from everyone's favorite league pass team to the number one villain in the NBA in a hurry. Maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe I don't feel that way. Uh, but, but the consensus on the media, they're not a beloved roster as they used to be. So I'm a very competitive person. I am not a professional athlete. But if I am playing cards or a board game or anything like that, and you say something to me, I will hone in so much and you will never win. I'm not a professional athlete. <laughs> I'm not the greatest basketball player or top five basketball player of all time. You didn't say those things to Jordan or Kobe, and you don't say them to LeBron. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like yeah, people like that, yeah, they'll go make up something just to get motivated. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll play tennis, and I'll be like, "Oh, that person called the ball out," and just get motivated from it, and just try to go hit an ace on the next ball. These LeBron, he didn't need <laughs> things to go on the bulletin board. And what happened is it galvanized the rest of the team. It's like, oh, you, you talk about my goat like that. We're gonna play hard, and we're gonna we're gonna destroy Memphis, and that's what happened. And that's just that's why Dylan Brooks is gonna start speaking Chinese when he plays in, <laughs> on the Shanghai yeah. Knights. Unfortunate, unfortunate uh, end to his tenure on the Grizzlies. But yeah, don't poke the bear. Um, and as Jordan said it best, I took that personal. So don't don't <laughs> let him take it personally because it's just not a situation you want to be on when dealing with one of the goats. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll throw it to break here. We got me and Haas. Uh, hopefully we get a special guest in here if he's done with the Lincoln Half Marathon. I know he's hel helping out right now. Um, so hopefully if he's all wrapped up, we can get him in here as well and he can talk some hoops with us. But I'm, ha I'm Harrison. That's Haas. And uh, this is The Breeze right here on Ticket Weekends. We'll be back right after this break.